It's LeVac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. You know the term weak sauce? Like, yeah, that's weak sauce. I'm starting to believe that a lot of people in the area are, are guilty of being weak sauce. Ooh. But not Sauce Gardner. No, no. I've, I've been listening to people all day who talk about New York sports, New York Jets, all that stuff, who are mad at Sauce Gardner because he had the nerve the nerve to go on social media and answer some random ass account with who he wanted. They were, it, it was, it was some jets fan account or whatever. And they said, um, who, who do you want? Are you quote, name a free agent. No one is talking about that. The jets should sign. Well, sauce decided to reply to said comment. Calvin Ridley and T. So T. Higgins, Calvin Ridley is who he thinks the Jets should sign. There are fans and there are other radio hosts and everything else who are freaking out. You don't do that. What about the what about the wide receivers? What if they went out and said we need uh to sign all these corners? What if they did what if they what if they said they need Humphrey and everybody else? Okay. I'm sorry. Does the team need wide receivers? I feel like it does. Randall Cobb is, is, you know, closer to breaking his hip than winning another Super Bowl. Alan Lazard was hurt the whole year. I don't know if he's coming back. Garrett Wilson, whatever, he's he, whatever. All I heard all year is they should trade for Devontae Adams. Does anybody not want T. Higgins right now? If you're mad about it, is it because Calvin Ridley didn't have a great year in Jacksonville like some people predicted he would? I thought he had a pretty good year. It I thought it was pretty good. Maybe not the end finish. It wasn't good enough, I can tell you that. For what I predicted, um, I I have zero issue with him saying it. And if you're if you're a wide receiver on the Jets who's under contract to the Jets right now, and you take that personally, you're weak. You're weak because you don't you know that you're the guy getting replaced. Now, if you want to look over and be like, bro, how about a backup quarterback? How about Joe Flacco? How about how about bringing back Mike White? How about any of those things? Okay, but how much better are the Jets? With Calvin Ridley and T. Higgins. Better. They're really good. It's a fine answer. This is where I feel like I'm aging. Like, I'm getting too old. Like, I'm losing touch with people who play sports who are in their 20s and teenagers who are going higher that, are they really this sensitive? I feel like, my hope, God, I hope this is true, that fans and media members are a little bit more sensitive to this than the actual athlete. That maybe some fans who don't realize that these guys' jobs are at stake every single season. Like, you and I have talked to so many athletes and coaches, LeVac, that they are fully aware. I love this quote from my guy, Derek Brown of the New York Giants. That they'd fly in players, what was it, Wednesdays? Tuesdays. Tuesdays yep. to potentially take your job. If you yep. played in college, which I think 100% of these guys did, you have a recruiting class every single year that another quarterback, running back, wide receiver comes in who's a freshman who's looking to get your playing time on the field. Like, same in high school if you go to a big-time private or prep school. Like, these guys are used to this in competitive environments. I don't think fans are. Sometimes our fellow media members are very sensitive, and they don't want to be criticized and critiqued and threatened with other people taking their jobs. That's Listen, what I, I hope it is. I told you that in confidence. So, <laughs> That's what I hope it is. But, Levesque, maybe the new school athlete, maybe the athlete who is 24, 25, sees this. This is why are you calling me out on social? Yo, what are you doing this on X for? Because they care so much about what people say about them on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok that it actually matters to them. 
I hope the answer is no, but man, I don't feel confident in that take anymore in 2024. No, it's it's a, it's a mess. It, it really, it really, really just. It, we sit here day in and day out. We the media, we the fan, we the people. We and we go, hey, I want to know. Like, why won't you tell me what I want to know? I want to know. Why won't you tell me who you think? Why won't you tell me this? Why won't I hate the guy who just. Eli Manning never said anything. Daniel Jones says nothing. Ugh, yeah, I hate those guys. Sauce Gardner's willing to tell you what he thinks. You should be thrilled. You should be thrilled. And again, if you're a teammate who's sitting there going, wow, why are you calling me out? I don't know. Do, do you feel like the offense scored enough points last year? Because I don't. Now, if Sauce Gardner really wants T. Higgins, Calvin Ridley, who... I believe the projections for what they're going to get paid is Higgins is looking at like maybe four years, 74 mil. Uh, they're thinking Ridley's just under that, like four years, 68.2 mil. Somewhere in that range is where they think those contracts are going to be. If you really want them, talk to your general manager, Aaron Rodgers. Because if Aaron Rodgers wants them, they're going to get signed. <laughs> you know, he's putting right. this on X is the same as telling Joe Douglas. It means nothing. It's also a fun game to play of who doesn't have self-confidence? Who doesn't? believe they're that good or is very nervous because he didn't say a name. Like if he had went out there, Sauce Gardner and said, I think we should cut, he wouldn't say this, but I right. think we should cut Garrett Wilson. Whoa. Right. Right. Like, let's do our field, right? Like who do you want to hear on Fox sports? 95, nine to nine eighty. We want Charlie Volker, you know, shout out to our guy, Charlie, <laughs> right? Hey, we'd love Charlie to be on with you guys. Gonna, you and I would be like, knife, don't you? He's gonna, you and I would be like, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. But all of a sudden he said, I hate LeVac and Goss. You and I yeah. might be like, whoa, where, why whoa. are we catching the stray all of a sudden? Are we gonna, My, are we gonna, you know? See, you forget, though. I, those kind of things, sometimes they get me, sometimes they don't. So there's a <laughs> – when you do the ratings, when you get that that stupid thing in a, a pamphlet in the mail, you can put in comments. Some people write them, some people don't. Well, we get them all. If our name's in them, we can – they'll send them to us. So there was like – I think it was – the second to last year or the last year that we were together at the old place. And we actually had a boss who would take the time to go through them all with us. And the one year was amazing. Like somebody wrote something about how much they couldn't stand gauze, blah, blah, blah. But LeVac's okay. And I'm, I'm just needling gauze. I'm like, ah, you suck. Ah, you're lucky. I'm here. Whatever. Not two, two comments later, LeVac's an arrogant PO bleep. And this is that. And if it wasn't her gauze, I wouldn't listen. And I'm like, like, Oh, it was perfect. But, like, that's – if you're if, – if everybody likes you in this job, you're probably doing a terrible job. Yes. Because like, nobody, nobody's going to listen to that show. There should be compliments. Like, what Sauce Gardner gave was a compliment to Calvin Ridley and T. Higgins. More importantly, he's doing research. Because yes. if you asked me free agents off the top of my head, I, I would probably come with T. Higgins. But I wouldn't think Calvin Ridley was available. And hopefully Charlie's listening. He knew that was a compliment for all the stuff he's oh, done. 100% compliment to Charlie. Right. I hope he understood that. 100% that we jab fantastic. at somebody else, though. He does like, I think he likes the Jets, doesn't he? Is that his favorite team, too? Charlie? He's the uh, Mets, Islanders. I think, yeah. No, he might, he might be. Is he Jets? I think, I think he is. Yeah, Jets. I don't remember. Anyways, the point is that he didn't call out somebody. I feel like if you're getting sensitive over the Sauce Gardner comments, it's ridiculous. I like Sauce. I think Sauce at times has a little revis to him, and what I mean by that is that there might be better defensive backs and cornerbacks in particular in the NFL, but because he does play in New York, he gets a lot of love. Like, Revis was awesome. Revis is a Hall of Famer. There was also a time Darrell Revis couldn't catch punts, even though that's what he was known for at Pittsburgh, and Levac and I saw later Revis, and I'm talking the Kansas City Chief version of Darrell Revis, and it was bad. 
But you didn't hear that much heat because he was out of New York at that point. I know he did his one-year deals with New England and Tampa and everything else. So Sauce is really good. Sauce is going to be the captain at some point of the Jets, if we want to even call him the captain. But like you said, the leader, the decision maker, the person the focus is on is eight, as they like to say, AR. Right. Well, and, Rogers. And, and let's and let's be clear too. Like Garrett Wilson saw that tweet and went, "That'd be cool." You know, you know what I mean. Like, there's the the dudes, the dogs, the leaders, the the. Sauce Gardner has ultimate confidence, borderline cockiness, which is what makes him great at what he does. Those dudes don't think you're talking about them. He could have, if Sauce Gardner put in, I'd replace 17 with Calvin Ridley and, and T. Higgins. Garrett Wilson sees that and goes, so he thinks we're getting Devontae Adams? Or he'd rather have them than Devontae? He doesn't think of him because he's confident in what he does. That's it's less. It's that's something to live by. If you can do that kind of stuff, you, you'll be way better. Maybe it was two years ago, Levac. You might have to help me here with this memory. But when Flacco played for the Jets, mm -hmm. I believe it was Garrett Wilson. Someone asked him a very simple question of like, "Who do you like throwing the ball to you more, Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco?" I think I remember this correct. And he said, "You know what? Joe Flacco throws a great ball, and Joe Flacco does. Yeah. Doesn't matter if he's played for the yeah. Browns, Baltimore, or the Jets." And Wilson said, "Hey, I really like the ball, Flacco." Throws. Breaking news: Garrett Wilson right. likes Flacco over Will. No, no, no. Stop. And the, when it was a compliment, is a weird twisting way the sports media. And the, when it was a compliment, is a weird twisting way the sports media and the fans like to take words. Crazy. It's not weird. It's that's what everybody goes to. You know, if it bleeds, it leads. Clicks. You know, keep your job. So, but it, but again, I just I watching people freak out over sauce. I'm like, dude, tell me one Jets fan who didn't see that and went, Garrett Wilson. T. Higgins, Calvin Ridley. Uh huh. <laughs> like that's the Ravens be active. They went after Zay Flowers. They that got Odell. Out. The Zay Flowers worked. The Lions, even though he was going to get, even though he was wagered on sports, Williams, St. Brown, yeah. Laporta. These guys were active and brought in weapons. Now the Niners are a little different because they made the draft. McCaffrey, Ayuk, and Samuel. Like they've been constructing that roster almost with a long-term plan, and they did miss on some things in the draft. They also hit on some things in the draft. but So that one's a little bit different. So if you're a Jet fan, you're probably with Sauce. Like, I got three examples of teams who went after their offense and got better and took their franchise to another level. Why wouldn't we copy what they're doing? By the way, it is working with Garrett Wilson. Like, Garrett Wilson had a pretty good I think, Like, statistically, if you want to rank him, like, top 20. Think about that for a second, Jet fans. You could say some of that was garbage time, but think you had a young wide receiver with Zach Wilson and everybody else who trotted out their quarterback this season, your quarterback was still a top 20, excuse me, wide receiver was still a top 20 wide receiver in the league stat-wise with that. Imagine what he can do with somebody else. Man. Well, all right. <laughs> Would you rather deal with Sauce Gardner's tweets or the weirdness that follows? Tyreek Hill's a guy that if you, if, again, Tyreek Hill's a guy that if you, if, Jalen Ramsey answered that tweet the same way for the Dolphins. <laughs> Tyree Hill's sitting there going, wow, you really think we should get rid of uh, Jerry Judy or whoever? You know what I mean? Like Waddle or whatever. Oh, I can't even think of which one it is anymore. Our, our all, all those all those receivers are crazy to me now. Our bosses wouldn't like this answer, so I know it get overruled. This would come from the corner office or the higher-ups. But if you and I are in Vegas, wow. which we will be in less than two weeks, we'll be mm -hmm. in Las Vegas covering the Super Bowl on Media Row. 
If they this interview. Chris Tyreek Hill, I'm going to have a conversation with you and be like, I don't want to do this interview. Really? Because you want to tape it off air and see what happens? Okay. That I can get with. That's yeah. a good compromise. Yeah. Because he's so off the wall. Like, it's not. Would you see the latest? Yes. Uh, but, but go ahead. For those who he, haven't. He allegedly, fi he filed for divorce from the woman he, like, just married. But now he's pictures of them together. That He said that's not true. He did not file for They're not getting divorced. But there's legal documents that shows he filed for divorce. He's morphing into Antonio Brown rapidly. Hell of a player on the field, but every time he steps off the field, he's slapping boat captains and getting divorced and doing all kinds of crazy An stuff. An aspiring um, film. I know it's the 3 o'clock hour, so I'll be careful if kids are in the car, yeah. but let's say he wanted to do something away from uh, football. I adult, that was, adult films. There we go. I believe that was there, Tyreek Hill. There yeah. was, there, so there's a podcast where a, a couple who are both famous adult film stars. Grown-up films, that's right. Yeah, yep. yeah a kid should never see. Um, Tyreek said he would be interested in doing a film or at least going on a date with the with the wife to which he, they turned into a little bit of a back and forth between him and the husband. But yeah, so Tyreek Hill's a different dude. He's a weird guy. He's had problems all the way back to college with with authority. He just, again, I'm. if he was any crazier, I'd sell him a football team. Um, Sorry, too soon. Too soon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, that was, Gaz said that. That was Gaz. I'm good. I'll pass on Tyreek yeah. Hill. I, I think I've heard enough out of Tyreek Hill. Amazing player. <laughs> one of the best players in the NFL. I'm good. You're I don't need the interview. Liar. I'm good. You are such what a liar. What do you mean? I'm good. He was you, in you all okay. two years okay. ago. Gaz, one half of LeVac, and Gaz is good with it. Tommy Corporate is going to smell clicks. And Tommy Corporate's going to be like, you know, Levac, let's just let's just post. Let's do it as a web exclusive. There's no way in God's green earth you don't take those clips, those clicks as Tommy Corporate, and takes the craziest headline and makes it the title, and and then also hands the the audio over to like WGY, Pix 106, The River, all of our sister stations. Hey, you guys, you know, three to four. Uh, Betty's would you, favorite. Would uh, that night over, you know, three to four. Uh, Betty's would you? Favorite. Would uh, that night over, you know, three to four uh, adult beverages, would you be bragging about the clicks that we were getting at that moment? If it was a lot of clicks, you got to reconsider, right? <laughs> like, I don't want to do it. I have a job here, LeVac. I have to do what's best for the company and best for Fox Sports. But personally, I'm not interested. Now, we'll see if they push us to that in Vegas. If he shows up, <laughs> I might have to call over and be like, all right, so we talked about this on Wednesday two weeks ago. If you want to hear Tyreek Hill on LeVac and Gus, let us know on if social he, If he media. shows up, I'll pull the LeVac. I'll act like I've known him my whole life. What's up, Tyreek? How you been? Dap him up. Yep, and watch What's him up? come right over. And then watch Gus go, how do you do that? Um, Please make it taped. I'm not doing him live. I think it's the compromise. It's a fair compromise. No, that's, uh, listen, I would, with the, with the time difference, we might have to tape a lot of stuff to get the best people, but we might have to tape a lot of stuff. So I can tell you, too, um, our other guy there, Brandon, I can't think of his, whatever reason, his name is escaping me. Brandon Lang? Yeah. He's going to be taped. He's Thanks. not going to be live on the radio. Thank you. Along with most UFC fighters, I hope Con as well. Considering Please. the fact that the last time we went, we talked to him on Radio Row, he told a story about drug abuse and prostitution that was not like a cautionary tale. It was a, this is how I do things. Uh, yeah, he would definitely be... He would definitely. Be I'm team. not. I'm not. I'm very concerned about him in Vegas. I don't know if. Oh. Let's not. If he invites us somewhere, he's probably pass. like just. He's probably where he chills. 
Like he's probably one of the like everywhere else. He's like, oh, I know where to go, and like there he's just like, yeah, this is easy. I'm here all the time. Uh, speaking of easy and just doing things the right way, how about our friends at USX Pest Control? Huh? USX Pest Control can help you. The winner right here in the capital region, you listen across upstate New York. You need help with your home. Call USX Pest Control to make sure your home is safe. Whether it's that small mistake you might have made, not even the garage door open. LeVac and Goss for C4, the best energy drink out there. Absolutely love, love all the flavors. It's Here's the, here's the problem with C4, okay? I'm going to... I'm kind of in a rant complain mode today. You'll see it. It'll happen. Um, It's too good. Like, it's one of those things, like, I'll drink one. I don't need another one anytime soon. But I'm like, orange slice is really good. That grape over there looks pretty good, too. I'm going to have to sip on a grape. I got to, like, control myself. Because you don't want want too many. Like, one C4, especially an ultimate or a smart energy. And I feel good. I'm moving. I got the energy. I'm kicking. I'm ready to talk spots. I'm ready. Let's go. Get after it. I didn't have a C4. Do I explode? I didn't have a C4 this morning. And I have to be honest, I got to apologize. It might have been a bit rude this morning. Because I walked in at 930 and I saw our guy, Big Al. So I said, hey, uh, our guy Spence from C4 stopping in today. And he said, no, it's next Wednesday. I'm like, what do you mean it's next Wednesday? Why isn't it today? Like... (laughs) I was like, oh, so you didn't get one because you thought you thought Spence would bring you one. I, look, I was a little upset, wow. and it was not anything he did wrong. But I'm like, I love C4 so much that I'm like, I want it, I need it. This is what I love to get through the day. Five a.m. wake up calls. I didn't expect that. I need a C4 in the morning. I don't need bad tasting coffee or other energy drinks or anything else to give me that boost. I know I love C4. I know I love all the flavors. It gives me the boost that I need. And when you have a C4, it gets you through that day, whatever your schedule is. Yes, I was upset that this morning that I thought we were going to have some C4. In our Stop being a deadbeat. Go to Speedway. Get an ultimate energy or a smart energy C4. Just go do it. All right. Deadbeat. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. That's when you know you've been in radio too long. Like there's a, a for lack of a better term, there's a sweet spot where like you've been in radio long enough that like great people like Spence from C4 will bring, you know they're going to bring you a C4 and you're like, you expect it. And then you like after you've been doing it long enough, or if you're like me and you actually have a real job and you can pay your own bills once in a while, like you go and you're like, oh, I really want to see for it. You go buy your own, and then the extra one is nice. You have that one tomorrow. Gaz is in that sweet spot where it's just like, why have I not been given the thing I want? I promised <laughs> myself I'd never be that person because I've seen it too often in this media. I'm like, no, 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 I'll never expect you've, something free. You've nestled into that groove, like you're very comfortable with it. it you're. I've gone you too have, deep, LeVac. I've been doing it since my mid-20s. I'm in my mid-30s now. I've grown up with it. Yeah, you've become... Ah, <laughs> this is my normal. You, ah. You've nestled into hot chick comfortability with being given things. Like, you like you know, like a hot chick, you don't buy her a drink. She's like, these things cost money? Like, that's where Gaz is now. Like, Gaz is like, like you didn't tell me we were going to do that? Okay, well, I didn't... know. Like, whatever. It's, it only costs this. Okay, so you got it? It's like, wait, yeah. No, I, what? <laughs> By the way, I do owe you some money. I know. <laughs> I know. It's coming. At some point in this month, probably the 31st, you'll get a Venmo. We'll see. We'll see if it happens. No, it will. It will. I just I had to Listen, pay. My washing machine broke, LeVac. Don't you want me to have clean clothes? That is your wife. How dare you call her that? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Tom, who helped out with our washing machine. Odd that he had the same name as me. I also wasn't mm-hmm. there when that happened, but mm-hmm. whatever. He fixed your washing machine. And I, and Good. I and I Venmoed my wife the money. Now I'm starting to Wait, realize. Wait, what? Maybe, maybe the guy never came and fixed it. Did I just yeah. give my wife money 
and she just coded. I got to. That's actually I, your wife and I Gosh. have been working together against you for a while now. It's the only way I get my money that you owe me. Is that to you? Yeah, she, she I'm, just home yeah, to you. I, she just gives me the money. My favorite thing. All right, one more, and then we got. We'll talk about the Knicks. Yes, I promise. We'll talk, we promise. We'll promise. talk about the Knicks. So, so guys will always. I'm air quoting because you guys can't see me. We're on the we're on the radio. The lovely Fox Sports 95.9980. Um, guys will forget his wallet every time we're out. To the point where I mentioned it one time on the air, and it just so happened to be one of the times that the lovely and talented Jordan Kozlowski was listening, and she texted me, "He, that's his move. He's either got his wallet or he leaves it home on purpose." Like she, she went right to the mattresses on you. Like she was ready to fight. She was like, "He's so cheap." I'm like, "I've never had that before. It's kind of fun to have a, a like somebody who understands you." Listen, I have to. My wallet is tough to keep track of. You know, I lose a lot of things, and unfortunately, my wallet is one of them. Every time we go to lunch, especially if it's his plan. So we're we're eating we're eating dinner under the orange roof Saturday for the Royal Rumble. Yes. Um, will you remember your wallet? I think so. Depending on what car I take, I, I will no, remember. Probably. I can already see how this is going to go. What do you mean? I can already see how it's going to go. What are you talking about? Like I'm excited about the Royal Rumble. I am actually fired up for the Rumble this year because I think it's going to be a good guest year. I think they're going to do well. I think the Triple H is going to my my cousin Paul Levesque is going to draw up a good <laughs> a good rumble for us. I already know what's going to happen. We're going to hang out with Boston Dan. We're going to have a great time. Royal's going to end, Royal Rumble's going to end. Gaz is going to get into an Uber and leave. I'm going to look at Dan and go, "Do you want any money towards the bill besides this?" And then he's going to smile and go, "No, I'm good." I'm going to be like, "You're not taking money from me because Gaz left without paying, aren't you?" <laughs> All right, for a few things here. <laughs> now, now, in your defense, I will say that if I reach out to you the next day and go, "Hey, by the way, I had to pay an extra twenty bucks for you," you will then mow me. Then you will then. That I will. That that is true. <laughs> but again, you have become hot chick comfortable with free things. You you'll walk out like, "Oh my god, people pay for this." <laughs> here's the problem. We're going to talk with hair like yours. You should not be comfortable like this. No, no. Here's the problem, and I will admit this. I this is where. Has this become the therapy edition of Levacos? Here's what I will admit about this, okay? I've been called out on this, so I must defend myself. I will fully confess that, like, that awkwardness of, like, should I pay? Should you pay? Like, that transition. <laughs> so you just avoid it altogether and leave? <laughs> this is a terror. I cannot believe I'm going to share this story. This is a- I did leave a lot of, a lot of times. Just, the interest- you know, it's so awkward figuring out who should pay, so I just leave. <laughs> the best Irish goodbye there is, right? Oh, my God. Where'd he go? He can't pay. Do you know what's next there? You just remind me. Tomorrow's uh, National Irish Coffee Day. Yes, it is. So I'm ready for that. Yeah. You... So quick story. I when I was your boss. when I was your boss yeah. and you were my my producer, I paid for everything. Yes, thank you. And that was well appreciated then. You've never grown out of that. <laughs> this is how you raised me, okay? <laughs> you raised... If anything, it's your fault. You brought me into this world. You can take me out. Okay, quick story. So I was one of the first kids in my class to get their license because I have that fall early birthday, right? Okay. So in Salve, everything is very close, very close. So uh, Jordan's cousin's like three years younger than me. She's a freshman. I'm a senior. What's up? How you doing? And she's like, hey, can you give me a ride home? And before I could say anything, she's like, I'll give you 20 bucks. Mm. I was like, yeah, deal. Cool. Hop in the car. And Jordan always gives me grief. She's like, no. That's not the right answer. I go, what do you mean? She gave me 20 bucks. She's like, you're supposed to say like, no, you don't have to pay me. Like, I don't want your money. So I just took the money. And she holds that over to me to this day. But that story, yeah. I think, just sums up what you just told me. Like, 
I don't deal with the like, no, you pay, I pay. No, I don't want to take the money. I have just, to you've said, the, the hot girl taking the stuff. Yeah. I'm not going to fight you. Oh, guys, you really put up a big fight there. I will never fight you on any of those things. I, I, used, yes. I used to have the rule of three. Uh-oh. I would ask you three times. Are you sure? You don't mind? You know, I'm like, oh, you're paying? Are you sure? I'm going to ask you again. Are you sure you don't mind me not paying? You're going to cover it. All right. Third and final time. It's like it's like the the ref li- re- re- holding <laughs> Hold the arm up. up. Yeah. If He's that, in the sleeper. Yeah. If it falls three times, I win. I'm out. So but that, but now, one for me. God skips it all. <laughs> you said you're gonna pay. Great, we're out of here, bud. You didn't. No, I I said I'm gonna pay for this in the morning. I'll be hungover. Oh, I misinterpreted. But I'm already in my car. So what do you want me to? Do? <laughs> um, how about the Knicks? Man? Yeah. How about, how about the those Knicks? Knicks? I I I sweat a little bit last night's game. The Nets came a little bit of more of a fight than I anticipated. But this this Knicks, it's not just that they're winning, and trust me, I love that they're winning. It's not just that they're reminding the Nets who the best team in New York is. Again, even though the Nets did give them a fight, they're having fun doing it. That the 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 Julius Randle dunk, where Brunson gets the ball way up court, Randle's trailing, he bounce passes, hits Randle. Randle goes up, two hands this thing like 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 an old Shaq poster. I and then everybody's having a blast like. What, what was there? I, I want to say there was like 12,000 people there last night. Uh, it says 17. Okay, so there were 17,000 people for the Nets last night. And I would say that 12,000 were Knicks fans. <laughs> like Brooklyn was invaded by the Knicks. And, t- and it was it was a, a stark reminder. The Nets can do whatever they want. They can have a cool, scary mascot. They can, they can you know, build up Barclays. They can, they can you know, bring on Jay-Z. They can... By every big talented player, this is Knicks town, man. This is a Knicks town, and as soon as they get good, which they are right now, man, I just what this has got to be the best team. I mean, we've said this before. It's got to be the best team the Knicks have had since the '90s. Yes, I think it is. Like even like the Carmelo and Omari Stoudemire teams, they were playoff contenders. They were top seeds. The most recent Knicks teams of the last four to five years, we've seen the Knicks rotate between three, four out of the playoffs, like an up and down wave of success. But especially that fourth quarter, because yeah. you're talking about the excitement, the feel of the game, how these guys are interacting, fun to watch, boy, fun to listen to right here on your home for the Knicks, 95, yeah. 9 and 980. They can play defense. Only this, this is only the NBA, the only sport I would say this about that uh, cruise control is not the right term, but there's something about the fourth quarter with the Knicks trailing where they can just take over. Like you see great teams in the NBA in the regular season, and this is too high of praise, but it makes this example a little bit easier to understand. The Kobe teams post Shaq, those Laker teams, the Boston Celtic teams with Garnett and Allen and Pierce, a little bit in the later end of the Warriors where they were so good and so talented that they could take basically like a third to two-thirds of the game off and be so good in the fourth quarter they could win games and come back and win. The Knicks did that. Like, the Knicks were the better team last night. The Knicks turned it on in the fourth quarter. The Knicks took over in the fourth quarter, and the Knicks almost ended up winning that game by double digits because of how much better they looked than the Nets in the fourth quarter. That's the sign of a veteran team with stars. Now, they're not those teams I just listed off, but there's a parallel between... We're so good and so talented right now. We know when we need to turn this thing on. Now, you don't want that habit to build come playoff time. But sitting here in January saying the Knicks can do that and beat teams that they're better than and don't blow games and come back in the – this is not what we said about the New York Knicks in almost 25 years. Exactly right. So, all right, so they're 
27-17. Uh, most power rankings have around 10, 10th in the league, somewhere in that range. Let's say they win 50-plus games, which is huge. They win 53 games, 54. What do they need to do to not be a disappointment? Is They won one series last year in the playoffs. Do they need to go deep into the playoffs? Do they need to make the Eastern Conference? Is it still just, hey, as long as you win one series and then, and put on a good showing in the second? Like, is it, it – I don't know I don't know how to live here anymore. I don't know what this is, this okay, world. So we can do overachieve, underachieve, push. Okay. All right, push is somewhere in the middle here, of course. I would say underachieve for this Knicks team would be a first-round exit, even if it's that 4-5 matchup, which most times is considered a coin flip. If you get bumped in the 4-5 game, that's a disappointing season, which is, again, a compliment for the Knicks, but the expectations are changing now. So that still would be a disappointment. The exceeding expectations would be the conference finals because not in New York fans, you mentioned top 10 team in the NBA, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly are still better than the Knicks. And until I see the Knicks take down Boston, Milwaukee, or Philly, I'd say they're more likely to be in the conference finals. Again, two out of those three is going. Just sheer math there. Two of those three. But if the Knicks got there, that's a hell of a season. That beats expectations. You get to what would be called the conference semifinals. Elite eight. We all get it. You win a playoff series. That's about a push. That's how I would look at the Knicks right now. Best case scenario in the conference finals. Worst case scenario is, of course, missing the playoffs. But I don't think that's a possibility now. Mathematically, it is. And a push would be a second round playoff exit. Are your expectations different? Do you have a different vibe of that? They need to, they need to win the NBA championship. Oh, um, my gosh. No. Will you stop? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I think – I honestly think that if they don't – I think they need to make the Eastern Conference Finals. That's your new expectation for the Knicks. So, you think they're – like, right now they're not better than Philly, Milwaukee. But remember, you're not going to beat – you don't have to beat all of them usually. I mean, unless something goes really wrong, you don't have to – you're going to have to beat one of them. So you're gonna like if let's say you end up if if they have if if the Knicks again low fifties fifty two fifty three fifty four wins somewhere in that somewhere in that range you would think they'd be at least the four seed right yep so if you're the four seed you're hosting Cleveland or 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 Miami or somebody like that in the first round you get through that it's not it's not it's not oh it's easy let's go in no you get through that well then you're probably going to get either Philadelphia or Milwaukee or somebody like that in the in the next round. You could beat them. You could beat them. Then you're in with Boston in the final, in the Eastern Conference Finals, and that's that's electric. If Boston holds on the one seed all the way through and the Knicks can find their way to face them in the in the Eastern Conference Finals, break my heart if they lost, but how cool would it be? You know what? The way you phrased that made me rethink what I'm thinking about. I, I don't change what I believe the expectation should be for this season. But it's because no, you're being rational. How dare you? No, but this team is way better than last year's team, isn't it? Like OG's a better part of this team than anybody else. Like the OG Brunson Randall doing what he did last night. This Knicks team, the 2023 2024 Knicks team, is better from what I've seen than the 2022 2023 New York Knicks team. So if we both, and I don't know if you agree or disagree with that, I, I, let's say you believe they are better. They got to the second round last year and they got an eight seed. And they didn't win. So if we think the team is better and we think the matchups could be better, they should have a better season. And a better season would be a conference finals appearance. I get it. Like, if you're a Knicks fan and you're telling me the team's better, they should advance further, we're going to find out. Maybe there's more people than I realize than what you just said, LeVac, of 
the conference finals should be the expectation for the Knicks because it's a better team and it's better than last season. Because if you're not doing better than last season, then it's a disappointment. Maybe that's the way people will view it. I don't view it like that because I don't have any evidence they're better than those top three teams yet. But if we roll around into May, like you said, the math adds up that it's got to be either Milwaukee, Philly, or Boston, unless Indiana makes some huge run here. There you go. Let's find out. Roll like the ball out there for a seven-game series, and let's see if New York can do this thing. We can. Together, we can. Let's do it. I don't know. I'm just – I'm. It, it's, it's, fun to, it's fun to think about. I mean, realistically speaking, too, though, like I do not – I don't love the idea of losing to Boston at any time either. Did, did you just do what I did yesterday and just slowly like do a little tease of our sponsorship before we were supposed together? Let's drive at Mohawk Chevrolet. Our good friends at Mohawk Chevy. Is that what you did there? Yes, that's a hundred percent what I did. That was the plan all along because just like our good friends at Mohawk Chevrolet, <laughs> I think I had, you know, it's their forethought. It's the, they're, they're, you know, using car Bravo to help you find whatever vehicle you want, wherever you are. And have it delivered right to your door if you want. It's it's their uh, willingness to buy your vehicle right then and there, whether you're buying one for them or not. It's the service department always knowing exactly how to fix your Chevrolet or or any other maker model. Uh, you know, it's it's knowing that we're going to need over 260 new vehicles a lot because you deserve a great selection. We're putting together some kind of sales package where you put down that first payment and you're rolling out in a brand new Traxxer Equinox. That's the kind of forethought that our friends at Mohawk Chevrolet have, and that's what I've learned. That's why I see ahead. It's like being Bradley Cooper. I'm limitless now because of my friendship at Mohawk Chevrolet. Did you like the movie Limitless? I did a little bit. Yeah. 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 I think I liked the TV show better. Uh, I didn't watch the TV show. Mohawk Bra- Chevrolet, where they always go out of their way to please well, you. Well, together, let's drive a Mohawk Chevrolet, where they always go out of their way to please you. I, oh. mean, I mean, get it right. Andy Gelcher thinks ahead. That's why he says it the, the right way. Uh, coming up next, this dude, there's a tall drink of water Whoa. out there in the, in the lobby waiting to come on this show. We're going to talk Albany Firewolves. Uh, is it? Is that Justin Getty? Is that who that is? I didn't realize he was this big. He's a big dude, a big Canadian man walking in here. All right, tall drink of water next right here at Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 and 980. It's LeVac and Gaz on 95.9 Fox Sports Radio. We are live in the GT Toys studio. That's Toys with a Z. And Ju- Justin got to see all the nonsense <laughs> behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, I want to come in studio and talk about the Albany Fire Rules. I don't want to be on the phone, and this is what he gets. Buttons are hit. News <laughs> department gets taken over. Sorry, Justin. Albany Firewalls, Justin Getty with us, and you see what I go through. I have, yeah, it's it's awesome. I love it. Between him looking like he uh, brushed his hair with a pack of firecrackers, <laughs> telling us how this is going to go, and then screwing everything up. <laughs> We're fine. It's the magic of radio is what just happened. Justin, by the way, here's what I noticed about Justin walking in. And this is no disrespect to your teammates, your coach. You're a big dude, man. How, Tall. What are Tall the, guy. What's the listing on the roster, the legit listing on the roster for you? Uh, for me, uh, right now I'm six five. It might be a bit off. Uh, I'm six five, and I'm around two fifty. Right All now. right, they they gave you the six four two twenty. I'll take the two twenty. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if they want to start shaving thirty lbs, they can list me on here too. Exactly. I'm ready to go. How do they get him at six forty six five? That's a six six or a six seven on a team roster. So I they haven't adjusted. I've been in the league three years now, and they haven't adjusted that back. I that's from my World Juniors when I played in 2019. <laughs> So a lot's changed in four five years, which is crazy. But I got snow boots on today. I'm six two. So usually I'm like, all right, I'm gonna put myself at six four now with the boots on. You had a few inches on me. And the fact that you can get in between the pipes and do what you do, man, you were an athlete. I know lacrosse is your sport, but growing up, was it any other sports when you had that type of build that you got? Hundred percent, yeah. No, I I played hockey growing up all the way 
kind of same winter time. I'd play hockey and then summertime play lacrosse. Also played some basketball in high school and rugby and volleyball. Kind of dipped my toe into everything. So I'm a pretty big golfer too. I love golfing. So all right, but as a goalie, like for the outdoor game, it helps me taller. It's it's got to be kind of tough being tall for the indoor game for for box lacrosse. Definitely, yeah. Sometimes like it helps like when it comes to getting like the sizing gear, like you get a bit bigger gear, which is nice. But you do have to you have to have strong legs as a tall guy in the NLL because it's tough getting in that squat a lot lower. Like the guys around like six foot have a bit of an advantage with that. But um, I I like being tall. It helps a lot. So yeah. I like it. Justin Getty things off the top shelf. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Jonas in studio. Justin Getty Jonas in studio. Albany Firewolves. An L over the weekend, but uh, our sales guy. Well, I can get right into it, huh? You're gonna just, uh, uh, no, no, no. Here's we got a new friend. Goss comes out firing with the bad news. No, no, just, no. Hey, you started the season undefeated. You got ahead of it and just right into the loss. That's all say- he cares about. <laughs> Jake on our sales team plays for is never Seattle. coming back. That's all and, there is. And Jake walked in and said, you need to have Justin on the show because what happened over the weekend is so unique and he played so well. So for those who might have missed it, take us through that game, although it did end in defeat of how that feels like maybe something unique to your career of what happened in the most recent home game, especially involving you. Yeah, most definitely. We were down uh, 7-2 at half. Uh, Douglas. Dougie sadly kind of tweaked his hip, uh, sorry, not his hip, his hamstring, and uh, I got called in to go in for the second half. Um, I thought I did really well. I brought the team, helped the guys come back to within one. We made a good push, but uh, it was tough. We weren't disciplined enough, took a decent amount of penalties, and kind of killed us. But it was it was really good getting that experience, getting in that net um, for the first time this year, and Getting, seeing those shots from my former team, which was pretty cool. Justin Getty with us right now on Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980. Make sure you get your tickets to all the Firewolves home games because it's it's great action. Um, you, you mentioned you know some mistakes this game. You guys are a young roster, and to get out of the gate the way you guys did, did did any has, has anybody looked around and went, yeah, we we knew we knew we could be this good this fast. Uh, no, if I'm being completely <laughs> honest, like no one saw that in the cards when we started the year. Um, but it's, it's been awesome. It's been fantastic. The young guys have stepped up like Alex Simmons, Ty Kurtz, young guys on the back, like Volkov and Nick, Nick Young. So it's been, it's been really fun to watch all those rookies step in and take a big role. And then we've had really good leadership with Colton Watkinson and Nick Joukowsky on the back end as well, and as well as Dougie. You can't forget about Dougie. He's been fantastic to start the year. So, You mentioned about playing against your former team, the San Diego Seals. When you're in between the pipes, is there smack talk going? Are you barking at your former teammates? Are you letting them hear it? What do you like, especially going up against guys you've called teammates in the past? Yeah, definitely. Um, I wouldn't say there's a whole lot of chirping, but there'll be some, some interactions between whistles going back and forth when I'm walking back to the net. So, um, that's part of the game, right? And I, I enjoy that part. I think it's fun. So um, you can't really take much of the stuff that people say on the floor personal, but um, I, I enjoy that little beacon time or two. So, well, But that's, it's also, you're 6'5". It's a little different. It's not <laughs> like, like one of the most famous moments, you know, in, in Firewolves history was the first home game of the, where you get the goalie fight ends up on SportsCenter. Something tells me, dude, six five, you know, two thirty, two forty, walks out of the pipes. It's not the same. People aren't as as anxious to to get the pads off and throw with you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There there are a couple goalies in the league that I'm scared of that I don't really want to go near. But um, yeah, I I don't really go looking for it. I don't really want to go looking for it. But um, 
Yeah, if it if it happens, it happens. It's the way she goes. So. I like it. You're like doing it. the way it. she goes is it's that's such a Canadian way to put it. I like it. Like, <laughs> like it is what it is. Is the American way? Hey, if she she goes that way. It's like yeah, she does. Let's get it. Pop <laughs> open a Labatt's and get after it. <laughs> Make it saves through the Firewolves. Proud Canadian. Doing everything he's doing this season. And you spoke to a local school today too. If you weren't busy enough talking to us, you're, you're giving advice to young kids out there. No, we're doing a uh, awesome job in market. Me. Ty Kurtz, Sam Firth, and Will Johansson. We're living in market right now. And pretty much like three or four days a week, we're going out to schools and teaching the youth uh, about lacrosse if they don't already know about it. Um, so we're trying to spread the word out there. And it's it's been a fun experience. It's really rewarding getting to go and uh, teach those young kids, whether they're at the elementary school level or middle school. Um, so I, I enjoy it a ton. It's awesome. Levac, that's the nice answer, molding the youth of America, doing the best. And rightfully so. You guys should be very proud of what you're doing. But you just listed off a few names there that you guys are all living together. Like, what's that like? You guys got to be having a lot of fun even when you guys aren't practicing and playing in games, especially with that bunch of guys. No, definitely. It's, it's a fun crew to have at the house. Um, the Firewolves have been lo- very nice to us with the place we're living. Uh, it's pretty funny. We're living in an age 55-plus community right now. <laughs> so <laughs> so it's, it's hilarious. Just a bunch of mid-20-year-olds just living in a – like an old folks community. It's fun. It's tons of fun, but that's good. I just want to know how they pulled it off. Like this is like, all right, we need all you guys to like like use your stick like it's a cane when you walk into the neighborhood. <laughs> Could you just do that? Don't play in the yard too much. I need Alex on social media to start taking live footage of those guys. Like the inter- there's a reality show that Alex, your social media guy, should be filming you guys every single day with the interactions with your neighbors. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be definitely interesting, that's for sure. But uh, Mabel and Gertrude are drooling out front. You're just like, oh, look at the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, wait, so you, you started your career in, in San Diego. Did you, were you a free agent? Did, did Albany trade for you? How did we get you here? Oh, that's a good question. So um, I was a, I ended the season with the San Diego Seals on the practice roster. So when you're on the practice roster, after that, if they don't, put you on a protected practice roster contract, then you get released to free agency. So I was a street free agent before free agency even hit. So um, I was approached by multiple teams. And Glenn Clark, actually, funny enough, my last year junior A lacrosse back home in Nanaimo, British Columbia, all the way out west in Canada, um, he came out that summer and coached my junior A team. So that's how the connection came. And then as soon as the, the – literally the first day, I think I, think I had a game – that night we had a game that night at like 4 30 came to me at like one o'clock before the game and he's like hey i just want to let you know like we want we want to sign you we want to bring you to albany uh get you in market working stuff like that so i had a big decision and i don't regret it one bit it's been tons of fun not one bit no i mean you spent last summer you spent last last like you know spring summer in san diego and then they they bring you here to which is just it's just it's been one of the colder early winters i can remember you know, not one, not one regret here. You no. know, look at Clark once in a while and be like, yo, me a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely don't miss the sunny beaches of San Diego. I love the nice cold weather. Reminds me of home in Canada. So. All right. All right. I, I kind of believe him. <laughs> the Albany Firewolves are back at home at NVP Arena Saturday, February 3rd, when they take on the Las Vegas Desert Dogs. 7 o'clock. Make sure you get your tickets to your apparel. Follow them on social media. Saturday, February 3rd. So you notice that there is no game this weekend. You and your teammates and coaching staff are on a bye week. Professional athletes and bye weeks can be all over the place. Some guys go back home. Some guys get a little bit more training in. Some guys get rehab and make sure they get the body ready to go. How do you handle the bye week? Yeah, for this 
for this bye week. We're uh, we're making sure we're watching our bodies, um, getting it healthy. I know some guys were a bit banged up, me as well. Um, so we're just trying to get healthy uh, for that next game next weekend, and then um, just relax and get the rehab in. Get go to the gym, eat healthy, stuff like that. So just really looking after our bodies during this week, and then going back and watching the film and seeing what we could do better. Um, pretty much stuff like that. So just to get ready. Does it like not to be gauze here, but to bring up the loss? Does it is it good or does it suck to have the bye week right after a loss? Um, I think this bye week couldn't have came at a perfect time uh, just because we had a lot of games in a row week by week. So some of the guys were banged up, but it's good. We can regroup, get healthy, and then go on to when we have Vegas on February 3rd. So I'm excited to come back, get back with the boys at it. So Love it. we Guys, we should have planned this better. We could have stowed away with the Desert Dogs on the way back because we got to go to Vegas to cover Radio Row for the Super Bowl that week. So it would have been perfect. We could have rolled out with them. I was going to say, I'm thinking about like the plane situation. Coach, we didn't know what could have happened here. We could have figured this yeah. whole thing out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so get your tickets now. Don't miss out. you got to go to albanyfirewolves.com. Get your tickets. It, 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 like, the more you get in, the more fun it's going to be because we enjoy watching you play. Now, how is how is Dougie? Is he going to be able to play Is I mean, with the bye week and everything? Oh, I, I believe Dougie's going to be 100% ready to go. So You mean uh, to take him out? You mean no, 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 no. <laughs> Get you a little more playtime. <laughs> like, like cough pepper in his face. Oh, he can't see straight. He's gonna, Justin's got to get back in. Work on the shuffleboard game with you and your neighbors for the old ladies. All right, maybe a little Italian golf. You call it Canadian golf. Whatever you guys want to do. I'm just out realizing there, we're picking on 55 plus. I'm 47. This is not good for me. <laughs> I'm this close to being your neighbor, Justin. This close. Oh, keep it down over there with all the balls bouncing around. What are you doing? Uh, just the getting of the Albany Firewolves, man. If you're not, if you haven't gone to a game yet, you're missing out. It's so much fun. Um, love sharing the MVP arena with you guys. So the Firebirds can't wait. We've been going to a bunch of your games. Um, I hide though. I just I hide because I I played high school across. Yeah. I was a goalie and outdoor. Yeah. And it's you're nuts, man. Like you guys wear more pads <laughs> indoors than you do in the box than you do outdoors. I used to have Brian tattoos everywhere. Like yeah. just that little logo everywhere on me. So it's just you know you still feel it through the pads though. Oh yeah, there's a couple that. That can sneak through. There's a couple soft spots. I won't say where. Uh, I'm not going to give the shooters an edge, but um, I just, yeah. Not no, this area, though. That's the that's what Yeah, that, as long as that area doesn't get hit, I'll be A-OK. I'll be a happy man. So, Justin, man, we appreciate you, and uh, we'll be rooting for you. And, and, you know, obviously, Dougie's great. We don't want anything to happen to him, but we're hoping you get in a little bit, you know. No, I appreciate that. Thanks, guys, for having me. We got the top four at four on the way next. The four biggest stories in the world of sports. Thanks to Mohawk. Hot is the second hour. Levesque and Gaz right here on Fox Sports 95, 9 and 980. It's time for the top four at four with Levesque and Gaz. Yeah. Uh, it's time for the top four at four. Four biggest stories in the world of sports. It's brought to you by Mohawk Honda. Where they always go out of their way to please you. Guys, what is the fourth biggest story? Shout out to Justin, man. That was a lot of fun. I know Good we blew, dude. I know we blew through the hour there, but man, when you have a guest like that in studio, busy, in season, he was a lot of fun. Shout Good out dude. to him, man. Good dude. Have you been following this Iowa Iowa State Athletics search? You know what this is all going on? Have you heard about this? I would love if you'd enlighten me. So for those who may have missed it, there's been athletes for both Iowa and Iowa State who had been suspended from their respective sports months ago. Because of a probe involving the state about college athletes wagering on games. And people wondered, like, hey, how'd you catch these guys? Well, more details are coming out. And we found out how the Iowa agent did it through the government in a legal search. So, let's say it involved geofencing, where there was Ooh. no crime committed. Nothing had happened. But this rogue agent decided to say, hey, you know what? 
I want to start following these college athletes at Iowa and Iowa State. I'm going to set up a geo fence, for lack of a better term, around the campus yep. because I believe illegal activity is taking place. So once he found out through the phones that wrestlers, basketball players, and others were placing wagers under fake names, that's when these players started to get suspended from school. But there was no crime committed before that. There was no evidence to show that they were doing this. Wow. He went rogue. Levac, what do you make of this almost witch hunt against Iowa and Iowa State athletes trying to find out which NCAA players were wagering on the sport? Can you imagine being that guy? Like, like who's who's that just so against that school or, or the athletic program that you go out on your own and break the law? And well, I mean, it's entrapment. It's uh, it's a couple other things that aren't legal because there's are some of the rules for wiretapping and all that stuff. Are they a little archaic? I'm sure they are, but are they there to protect us? Yes, they are. Can you just do this stuff because you feel like it? No, you can't. But uh, it just I mean, it just goes to show you that like when you think your phone is listening, when you think that people might be able to watch your bosses, whatever, you're right. They can. And even if they can act on it or not, smart ones will find another way to get to you. Like once they know who to look at, now they know how to look. Was a crime committed? Are they not supposed to wager on sports when you're an NCAA athlete? Yes. Not a crime. A rules violation. Yes. There's a difference. Did you have any evidence to search them? No. Welcome to the American government. You know, you just can't do this. This is not how this thing works. More details of the story depend on which uh, outlet you're reading and if you're whether going to local or national that other agents were asked to be on the case, and they're like, no, we're not doing this. This is illegal. You can't do this. I, I feel for the athletes a little bit. Like, I don't yeah, feel very bad for them because they did commit a crime, but I feel like they but were it's not, chased again, after. not a crime. You can't bet on sports if you're an athlete. But that's not – you don't go to jail for that. Correct. It's a rule versus a crime. A crime you go to jail for. If you throw the game, but these it's guys didn't even true. wager on their own sports. They wagered on other sports involving – like, wrestlers are involved in this. They're not wagering on their matches. They're – Betting on football and basketball. Right. No, and again, not a, not, a, not a crime, a violation. Very different. Very different. We move on to story number three. This shows you how packed we've been on a Wednesday that we haven't even had a chance to mention the Baseball Hall of Fame. Electees, Joe Maurer, Todd Helton, Adrian Beltre are going to the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. They're going to join Jim Leland. Just barely missing it was Billy Wagner. Gary Sheffield, 64% in his final year on the ballot. He will not be elected to Cooperstown. What do they need again? 75%. Okay. I just, here's the deal. If you want to tell me how unfamous a Hall of Fame class is, watch all the people justifying their favorite person on Twitter. Like our our, our, our old friend who doesn't talk to me anymore, Buster Only. This is why Adrian Beltre belongs. And this is why blah, blah, blah. And this is why blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, if you got to do that, they're not famous. It's, it's the Hall of Fame, not the Hall of, I have a good argument for this person. I mean, we just have a whole class of Harold Reynolds over here. You got your strays. Harold Reynolds. I think you meant Harold Baines, but I yeah, know, same I, thing. I, I knew your joke. That's the point. I, I don't even remember which Harold it was. It could have been Harold and Kumar for all I know. While they could have been on their way to White Castle and went to the Hall of Fame. While you're ripping Buster only, there was I, a, with, with love. I love. That. There was a really solid point somewhere in between those insults and a Harold Baines, Harold Reynolds reference, and I totally Harold, agree. Don't leave out Harold and Kumar, please. I totally agree with you. Is he a Hall of Famer? If you have to ask, the answer is no. Right. Because there's a lot of people we say, is he a Hall of Famer? We say, yes, next topic. And they're not it. Like, again, I have to do the football-baseball comparison. There's a David Hester. Like, that's one. Torrey Holt, Reggie Wayne. Some of these guys you didn't have to even ask about. And they're still not in. For baseball, Barry Bonds and Clemens and a 
Kurt Schilling. These guys should be in. If you have Not to Kurt ask, Schilling. I would I would put Schilling in. The only thing I will like the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame has a code of conduct. The NFL Hall of Fame does not. So, like, for everybody who always goes, well, why is Lawrence Taylor in, but not not Kurt Schilling or not Roger Clemens? Well, first of all, the different rules, completely different sports. But, like, with Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame, which is not actually owned or run by Major League Baseball, it's a separate entity that has an agreement with the Hall with, with Major League Baseball, their code of conduct, I you can 100% leave Kurt Schilling out. He's a scumbag. I want to have a different method for the Hall of Fame. Like and that was ketchup. It wasn't blood on the side. They've tried to change. You can only vote a certain amount of years. You have to be covering the beat. 75%. Just these people who make these, like, I'm not filling out a ballot. I'm going to vote for one guy, even though I can vote for 10. These stands of, look what I'm doing as the gatekeeper of baseball. I'm going to make up a rule that makes me feel important. Okay, well, you're not. You suck. Billy right. Wagner will get in next year with Ichiro and CC. So. That's a good class. Yeah. Uh, story number two. Jim Harbaugh, the Los Angeles Chargers, expected to meet again this week, LeVac. Are you getting nervous as a Michigan football fan? Now, the last time we did a coaching-themed story, it was on a Friday, and we put the over-under at .5, and before we were able to even sign off, outlets were reporting that Antonio Pierce was the next head coach of the Raiders. For our podcast audience, because of our luck, we apologize now. If somehow, <laughs> by the time you're listening, Harbaugh has been announced as the Chargers coach. Uh, LeVac right now at about 4.07. How do you feel about Harbaugh and potentially Michigan and Los Angeles? Um, it's weird because I, I really think, which is not shouldn't shock anyone, I have no idea what's going on in, in Jim Harbaugh's head. Because he, for him to ask for that loophole that like, and maybe they're not going to give it to him, or or maybe he doesn't really care, but he asked for the loophole. He asked for the, the piece put into his contract with Michigan that Michigan can't fire him for cause based on whatever's found by the NCAA and these investigations that they're doing, you know, into the sign stealing and everything else and the um, the recruiting violations during COVID. So, like, why would you even bother asking for that if you knew you were leaving? Now, that being said, what if Michigan says, ah, we don't think we're going to give you that. Okay, well, I'm going to go talk to I'm going to talk to the Chargers again. Well, no, you don't have to do that. Ah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to the Chargers. I'll go to the Chargers. I have no problem taking all that Dean Spanos money. I'll do it. I'm not scared. And then, you know, maybe they do go, okay, 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 okay. Here's your money. Here's your clause. Come on back. I think it could easily be either one. Right now, it seems like Chargers 60%, Michigan 40%. He's got the leverage to do it. He wants to be wooed. Maybe it's a nice steak dinner he wanted. Maybe he just had some stuff between signing day and when camp opens up. I don't don't think the Chargers are a great spot for him. If you told me right now, not even knowing who the head coach is of the Chargers, whether it would be Belichick or Harbaugh, do I think this roster is more likely to finish in first or last in the AFC West in 2024? I would say last because the biggest thing about the Chargers is they got some issues with their salary cap. I remember I said this joke to you at the end of the season. I said, you know what the best advice for the Chargers would be? Cut their six best players. That's actually real now. Yeah, like if you ranked your six best players of the Chargers, they can't afford any of them. Yeah. So if you told somebody, hey, you've got a super competitive division with Mahomes, You've got your Raiders who look to be improved. The Broncos were up and down, and now the future likely without Russell Wilson. Why would I think the Chargers could be any better next season when you're losing all your best players not named Justin Herbert? I should should have said that, not named Herbert. Yeah. I don't think it's a great job. So maybe it seems more like leverage than anything. I would not be nervous about L.A. for your I Michigan head leader in Harbaugh. Heard a, I heard a great argument about Harbaugh, though. I might have been Colin. might have been Cowherd. And I didn't even think about this. Why, like, he's uniquely 
suited to not only be your head coach but your GM because he knows he's already scouted all these players that are going to come out for the next three to five years in the NFL draft because he tried to get them at Michigan or he scouted against them at Michigan. So, like, he's going to come in with a cheat sheet on players that nobody else has at the pro level. So it's going to, you know, if anybody can turn around and bring in uh, for less of a better quote, cheap talent to fill those holes, it's him. I mean, look what Sean McVay's been able to do with the Rams. And he doesn't have the pipeline out of Michigan. He, So I, I, I do believe if it, if it is Harbaugh, he'll turn around pretty quick, maybe too quick, which I don't love. Story number one, you always hear this from every fan base when you think about firing your head coach in any sport, college, high school, professional. Well, if you're going to fire him, can you find somebody better? Looks like the Milwaukee Bucks are going to test that theory. After firing first-year head coach Adrian Griffin, they've now turned to Doc Rivers to be their head coach. If you don't remember, Doc Rivers, a great history in Milwaukee, a former All-American guard at Marquette. The Boston Celtics, the Philadelphia 76ers, the Los Angeles Clippers. Doc Rivers had moved into broadcasting as he had done previously in his career. And now he's going to coach the Milwaukee Bucks. LeVac, I'm not a huge Doc Rivers fan. It feels like he's underachieved more than overachieved with a lot of his rosters. But it answers that question. If you're going to fire your head coach, do you have a better candidate? He's better than Adrian Griffin. So I think it's a fine move <laughs> for the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's interesting because like it was like they didn't think they were going to get Dame. They didn't have this. They like they looked around. They were like, we have the talent. We have everything we need. We just don't like the way we play defense. And now that we're seeing how the, how good we really really are, it's I, you know listen. I'll harken back to when I I had a problem with Aaron Boone getting the Yankees job. It's like I don't know if I want to do his first car to be a Lamborghini. Well, I think that's what happened here. They gave him the keys to a Lamborghini, and then they went, yeah, you know what? We're going to go ahead and give those keys to a far more experienced driver. And then we're going to go from there. So if it backfires, so be it. Well, the Bucks fan, I'm thrilled. I, I'm, I'm thrilled right now. Now, hindsight being 2020, I can look back and be like, you should have kept him, whatever. I think Doc Rivers is is a very underrated great coach. I think he stinks. Well, I'll agree to disagree. <laughs> well, actually, who do you think is going to take them farther? I wouldn't have fired Adrian Griffin. I can't believe he still yeah. got fired. The guy was barely there. What did yeah, he do? Who an did experienced he take driver with the keys to a Lamborghini. That's you know, it's, it is what it is. He was second place in the East. I mean, yeah, Doc well, Rivers is better though. Doc, Doc will bring better. him to first. That's right. You know, that's, that's all there is to it. Well, that's I thought, what I think. I thought Mike Budenholzer was pretty good. Got him the NBA championship. Did a great that job one, with the Hawks. You want to argue that? I, maybe the only thing is that like I'm convinced Budenholzer is a swear word in some language. Oh man, hit him right in the Budenholzer. Oh no, you know, like I, it's got to be. Somehow I want to, like, blame Kyrie Irving, who has nothing to do with this, but I want to throw I'm a okay stray his way. It's like that whole talk of years ago when the Brooklyn Nets said they didn't need a head coach and they hired Steve Nash. Now Steve Nash is gone. We oh. might not be that far away from a player coach if this is how we're going to keep treating coaches in the NBA. It doesn't even make sense. Like, you're either going to grab a former coach, a former player. I feel bad for assistants who work their tail off in the NBA and just never get a chance because the way coaches are hired seems odd there yeah. is no pipeline it feels I like feel, in the yeah NBA. i feel terrible for these guys are going to continue to make millions of dollars and not work oh poor 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 bootenholzers oh that's the top four for mike bootenholzer has a ring doc rivers has a ring you can get a ring right oh! now and lily and david fine jewelers the shops of wilton i know from experience levac because my engagement ring was bought at lily and david fine jewelers still getting compliments to this day six years basically it's been since i bought that engagement ring still getting compliments how do i do that not because I knew what I was doing. It's because I leaned on Alyssa and David and Tammy and Gene, the whole staff, 
And Lily and David find you. They're a family-owned and operated business. Guys, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Maybe you want to get the early jump. On the big day in February, Lily and David Fine Jewelers is going to help you. And don't forget, if you want to find out some of the great things they can offer you, make sure to follow them on Facebook as well. Always doing a great job updating all the things that she's looking for. Don't forget about dad, grandpa, everybody. The husband, always some nice watches there at Lily and David Fine Jewelers as well. They can help you. And if you got engaged over the holidays, maybe past December, two-for-one wedding band seller, 40% off whatever benefits you. Lily and David Fine Jewelers wants to help you prep for that big day. So Lily and David Fine Jewelers with the shops of Wilton. When you stop in, tell them you heard about my story. Gaza's story from Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. It's got a nice ring to it. <laughs> I think we have to talk more about coaches. I know we're coming off an NBA topic, but yeah, feels I, like hate a new, a... I hate a new head coach and I know nothing about him. What? I hate him and I know nothing about him personally. I'll explain. That's uh, coming up next right here Fox Sports Radio 95.9, 980. And don't forget, if you're high def in that radio thing, 1031-2 works for you too. Hey, it's Levac. And listen, I got to tell you, I love hookers and weed. It's, it's, it's my favorite thing. I know you're like, wait, thing or things? No. Thing. It's a unique craft lager. You're going to love it if you haven't tried it yet. J.J. Hooker, Willow B. Weed, they're, they're just great ladies who came together and made an even better beer. And it's so much fun to tell people when they go, hey, what do, what do you want? I would love some hookers and weed. And then watch them like clutch their pearls. <gasps> How dare you? Like, All right, come on, stop it. You know it's a great beer, and it's sitting right over there in the cooler. And if it's not, it should be. And that's why if you go to hookersandweed.com right now, you can find out all the great places that you can get hookers and weed beer. Um, I'm converting everybody. We got Ryan's been checking us out. Now he's not only the, uh, the the guy, the scribe of the show, the associate producer, if you will, but he also now is a fan of hookers and weed. It's a packed sports weekend. The AFC title game, the NFC title game, the Royal Rumble, whatever night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, be like Ryan. Share that you're enjoying it over the weekend. You will get a shout out on the show. We'll give you love if you head out and grab some hookers and weed for the weekend. It's for everyone. I'm single. I love hookers and weed. God's family man, he loves hookers and weed. It's amazing. Uh, Ryan, I think he's like a pastor or a priest or something. He loves hookers and weed. Hookersandweed.com. Check it out today. It's Levac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. For anyone who doesn't know, I've been promoting Ryan for years now. He, like, he's now like he's Cardinal Ryan now. He's actually moving up the the Cardinal Ryan. Yeah, the Card- that's a great nickname. It's not a terrible nickname. That's a really at all. good nickname. Can you get like because like I'm a minister? I wonder like can you get an online cardinalship? Can you do that? I don't know. The Cardinal is a great sports nickname. I like that. The Solution? How has that not been a nickname? How about The Secret Ingredient? Like, there are a couple really good nicknames. That's a lot. That's a lot? That's a lot. Really? Yeah, that's a lot. The Secret Ingredient? What about The Shocker? I feel like the Wichita State Shockers was exactly what you meant with asking that question, right? I was just trying to get your attention with The Shocker, you know? All right. Two and then one of the... um, So... The the hiring of, of of Brian Callahan, we I, I like it. It's an offensive guy. We're gonna find out. You know, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. It happened during the show yesterday. Yeah, you I believe got his dad confused. I believe you said his dad was Big Tom Callahan from yeah. Sandusky, Ohio. That's not his father. Which is why I liked him. I didn't realize you got the bleep button ready. It was that son of a Bill Callahan who cost my Raiders a Super Bowl. The, of course, you love Bill Callahan because, listen, <clears throat> this is not a coaching test, right? This is an IQ test. This is a are you smarter than a houseplant test. If you ran the offense for an offensive-minded head coach 
And then you were going to face said head coach in the Super Bowl. Change the play calls, you jackass. The fact that 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 John Gruden dressed as Rich Gannon in practice for the Buccaneers, and and literally like there's a, if you watch, you can see that moment that that uh, was Derek Brooks. I was looking over. Yeah. He's like, they didn't change the calls. <laughs> like these idiots. This is great. Like they knew every play the offense ran, and and so I hate him to this day. Um, I hate him so much as a and this is a sports fan, like not in real life hate. But I hate him so much. There's residual hate left over for his offspring. Sports hate, not real hate. So I I haven't liked the Titans in years. I will continue to hate the Tennessee Titans because of the progeny of the man who ruined my Super Bowl, Bill Callahan. I don't want to look this up, but I believe in that Super Bowl there were four pick sixes, two by Dwight Smith, one by the MVP, Dexter Jackson, and one Derek Brooks. If I don't makes, want to look this up, which means LeVac will. If it makes you feel better, your fellow Raider fan, local sports writer Sean Martin, got double Bill Callahan. He's a Raider fan like you, but then he went to Nebraska and then stuck it to his college team, LeVac, so it could have been worse. Mel Bratsky. So oh, I believe the point you're trying to make here, and it's a very interesting one, that if you grow up in this coaching tree, whether it's Kyle Shanahan and Mike Shanahan, whether it's Buddy I would Ryan, push them out of a tree. And Rex Ryan, whether it's now Brian Callahan and Bill Callahan, are you saying that if you're a Titan fan or you're a fan of a team that's looking at a son as a potential coach in the NFL or even college, that they can't shake the past? The like, sins of the father. It's a, right. it's a thing. So, like, if they run, I'm just going to use a very yeah. odd example. If they run Came a win through five interceptions, I think four were pick sixes. Uh, if you were like the wishbone <sighs> offense, you're going to run the wishbone. If you run a spread option, your dad ran it. I know what I'm going to run. Oh Buddy, right? Like, is, is that painful. what you're getting at here, Levac? Like, you should not hire coaches. They didn't even put the Raiders logo. Like, they put the Buccaneers logo against everywhere they scored. They just wrote Oakland where the Raiders scored because there's just like well, there's, there's not that many. Oh, this is this is. I mean, this is. It's like riding a bike with no seat on it down a bumpy road. Just looking at this. This is terrible. Oh, hurtful. It's just hurtful. And now it's back. It's all back. It's all back in my head. Uh, yeah, there's a 48-yard interception. There's a 50-yard interception for a touchdown. There's a 45-yard interception for a touchdown. <sighs> Thanks a lot, Callahan. I'm just painful. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Make points. What I was saying is, do you have an issue with this? Not because of Bill Callahan and what he did to you, but this is a whole overriding theme that's going to happen here. Maybe like what do they call it in uh in the entertainment world? The Nepo baby? Is that what it's called? Nepo baby, something Nepo, like that. Nepotism. Nepo nepotism baby. Yeah. Is that what you're getting at here? That like there's far no. more I don't care about that. Oh, okay. I hate that guy. That guy. Bill Callahan. You. You're the one I don't like. You're the one who ruined my Super Bowl. You're the one that didn't like I all right. Let's say you and I. We stop being on the same radio show. We do we do separate radio shows. You're going to change some of the things I brought to the show because it's it was my thing when I brought it in kind of thing. Like that's yeah. Gruden brought the things in. Callahan then ran the same things that Gruden brought in. It would be so lazy and ridiculous if like you hosted a radio show and you left and like they ran like the top five at five or like the rewind or any of those things that would be ridiculously unbelievably lazy. I think the top five wasn't that there before us anyway. I think it was there before. Um, what they didn't, 
There, there, are, there are some segments that are remarkably similar to one. You just can't be that uncreative, right? Like you can, can make up your own stuff. And oh, I mean, look at like let's let's be real. Let's you know the results are this are similar. Um, I hate that you're driving me down that road. You took me there. I, you took I, me I was there. talking about us hypothetically. I was trying to get through the hate hypothetically. I was. Uh, that's just. But you get like Bill Callahan, man. I don't. I don't know if I can ever let that go. Like. And I, like not just like for you yourself, don't you want to win the Super Bowl? Don't you want to beat your former boss? Like for you yourself, Bill Callahan, are you lazy, stupid, or were you bought? Like what? Which one is it? And Tennessee fan, did he fall from the tree, land, and stay right there? Did he roll away? I don't know. We're gonna find out. There's no. This is. I said I saw the name yesterday. I was like, "Can't be, can't be." And I made the, you know, I made the Tommy Boy joke. Now, taking a look at it, and I'm just like, uh, "Killing!" I can't wait till the Raiders play the Titans. I hope they just annihilate them. Now I'm fascinated because I know the Bill Callahan hate runs deep for you because of what he did to your favorite team. But now I'm wondering, like, is this influencing you in other parts of your life, and especially you listening right now, like? Maybe you listening right now, you're a manager of a company. Maybe you're a teacher. Like the teacher, whatever your job is, like I know teacher gets this the most, that if a teacher, male or female, has a bad student, that name of that bad student yeah. goes away from the teacher. Try being the fifth LeVac. <laughs> I meant more the first name. Like if you had a bad student oh. named Jeff and you were married, you wouldn't want to name your kid Jeff because you'd remember that kid who was bad in class it's forever. kind of a stupid name, too. That's why. No, I, I, if you had a manager whose sibling was uh, on your team before and they were a no, bad no, worker, is, they wouldn't hire him. Like, does that happen? Like, let me ask this question, LeVac. Like, you're a part of the Albany Firebirds. You've got Flock U tonight. Yes. When you guys are evaluating rosters, when you're evaluating positions for your team that you are the team president of, mm-hmm. has this, whether subconsciously or consciously, affected you when you're building your staff? Because maybe people do this and you are very open and transparent of, yeah. Like the people you associate with, whether it be family, friends, or coworkers, has an effect on you for the rest of your career. I have a very detailed system that I go through when it comes to evaluating the roster. I look over at head coach general manager Damon Ware and I say, Hey, you like this guy? And then Damon says yes, and then we sign him, or he says no, and we don't. Um, there has been two times in my history working with Damon that we've disagreed on a player. And my reasons were generally off the field. Things that this person did off the field. Not based on their name. No, it's all about winning. Um, this is deep-rooted personal hatred of that of that that family line because of Bill Callahan. That's all this is. And and that's it. That's I just and it's not reasonable, it's not rational. Fan is short for fanatic. Don't expect rational thought out of me now. I have 100 percent broken up with really good women over them being Red Sox fans. Like, you hang out a couple times, and they're like, wow, we didn't think it'd be a big deal. I'm like, oh, it's a big deal. Are you really a baseball fan? Or are you just like, your dad was a Sox fan, so whatever. No, I love the Red Sox. I love this guy. I love that guy. Oh, Euclid was my favorite. But I was like, yes, it was, I'm sorry. This isn't going to work. Just can't do that. Can't invite that kind of evil into my household. You know? Can't do it. Right. Can't win with him. Can't play with him. Can't do it. So, yeah, if you expect me to like this Callahan character after the pain he caused me. I remember, so... I was working, it doesn't exist anymore. It was a radio station called The Edge. It was the best rock station, uh, active rock station in this market. Pix is the best classic rock and overall rock station. Um, and we hosted an event 
It was Jillian's was the name of the, of the place. And we had Trishel from the real world. Whoa. And a bunch of play by play mates. And we did the, we did, we did a bunch of shows did everything live from there. I literally, and this is like before you had GPS in your car and all that on your phone and everything. I literally knew the amount of minutes it took to get from there to my front door. I lived in Rotterdam at the time. And I said to my boss, fire him if you want. I'm not watching the game here. I'm going home and I'm watching on my big screen. Hopped in the truck, hauled ass home, left Trishel, who I think I had a shot with. She looked super easy. <laughs> Maybe she's matured. Uh, a bunch of playmates wearing like pleather. They were just, be- and, and you know, Jillian's always had a good crowd back then. Chicken wings, all that stuff, tab being picked up by the company to go home and watch the Raiders get annihilated by your Buccaneers. Your Buccaneers held a team. Maybe one of the best defenses we've ever seen. Gruden putting the offense together. But I don't believe Brad Johnson's beating Rich Gannon at that point in their lives if they don't know what the plays are. So so that is why I I just can't I can't let it go. I can't let it go. I was I was married at the time. Woodson picks off Johnson. I look I look I looked at my then bride and said, if this is not a touchdown, the Raiders lose this game. I knew them that well. They kicked a field goal. I turned the TV off, left the room. Came back and called minutes later. She's like, you gotta watch. It's your team. They're in, whatever. I'm like, all right, went back in and just and all of a sudden it was just watching the Buccaneers run. It was like watching what is it, IMG Academy versus Bishop Sankey. That's what it was like. <laughs> but Bill Callahan was the was the scoundrel. And I just I've never been able to let it go. Now, for that reason, I have to root against the Tennessee Titans. Bishop Sycamore. Bishop Bish- Sankey oh. was a running back for Washington, which would have been just as hysterical if the team played all against one player. But I know That's what it felt like. I know. Bishop Sycamore. You're right. I'm sorry. BS High. Yes, BS High. Yeah. You great had the great show, correct. by the way. It was a really good that. documentary. Yeah. That guy's a weirdo. He's crazy, man. You've done something here, Levac, that I think a lot of people, this is very healthy what's happened right now because a lot of people hold grudges. And I didn't think I was a grudge holder, but it's now time. You're the most stubborn grudge holder I've ever met in my life. No, 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 no. No. You are ridiculous. I hold grudges. You're for- mad at people who are dead. I don't know if that's true. Uh, you might have to remind me of what people you those got, are. Didn't you ban? Who? Um, who's banned from the show? Isn't it? Uh, nah, it must I think it. they're all alive. I think everybody's been no, banned. No, you alive. banned a ghost. Oh, like Raleigh Massimino? Yeah. yeah, I did. Okay, yeah, that's you, on me. Yeah, yeah me. You, there's, a, there's a ghost banned from calling the show. Okay, I hold grudges for people we've worked with. That's right. That's the only grudges I hold. There's really only three. Mm, four. Okay, there might be a handful of people I hold grudges with, but that's fine. I've accepted that. At one point in my life, I thought I wasn't a grudge holder. I've accepted that. But I think I have good reasons. You also have good reasons. I think this is a healthy thing that, like, we understand this is the reason why we hold those grudges. That's okay. But I don't think in my life yet, and it seems to you, besides this moment right here, we've ever used those grudges, those ways, I want to call it the stink, the, like, pig pen cloud Mm-hmm. over people to prevent them from having success in their future. Like, this seems like the first time for you, you're like, hey, if you're a Titan fan, that Callahan stank, I don't think it's going to work out for you, man. I've got way too many examples of your dad screwing this thing up that I don't feel good about your future. But good luck to you. God bless you. I don't think it's going to work. I don't know if I've ever hired or not hired an intern or a producer or gave someone an on-air opportunity or had somebody join our promo team because of anything they've done wrong. Like, if anything, it's worked the opposite way. Like, if you go to a broadcasting school like Ithaca, Syracuse, Oswego, you might get a little heads up. You might get a little, like, oh, they got the experience. 
I don't think I've ever done that before. Besides those grudges I personally hold. It seems like your Callahan judge judgment is that, hey, I got examples. I'm holding this grudge against your dad, and you got to prove me wrong, man. That's fair. People do that. People well, do that in life. Like, look, can, I don't, I'm not, I'm not proud nor, un, or, or ashamed of it. I, like, if you, hate, I heard that, like, I wanted to talk about Tom Telesco being the new GM of the Raiders along with, uh, with, with, with Antonio Pierce. I wanted to talk about that. You're the one who brought us into this world of, of, of the Callahan name. What would you like to say about Tom Telesco and Antonio Pierce? Do you think it'll work having a GM hired after the head coach? Yes, I do. I believe it will work because they've hired him in the right spot. Now, what I believe might happen for your Raiders, and this is an odd thing that you and I learned over the last few years, is that when the draft finishes, so when the Vegas Raiders draft ends in late April, early May, they're going to fire everybody. They're going to let that whole staff that had all that information go, and they're going to bring in a bunch of people under the GM. Now, you and I learned that a few years ago, that that's actually more conventional than we realize because they basically take all the research they did, yeah. keep it for themselves, and then fire and bring in their own guys. Telesco might bring his own people in right away. They were probably working still. I, I would believe he's probably going to bring him in in May because they've had a staff already doing the research. But I well, have no you, Yeah, you look, at, you look around that staff, you go, all right, everybody, bring your computers in? Great. Don't touch them. Leave. <laughs> and then you go through their notes. What's your screensaver password? Yeah. It says McDaniel sucks with two X's, yeah. 44. Says the Patriot way, then fart noise. Okay, good. Is that on uh, caps lock? Or... <laughs> so I do actually think. What would like, it be? I, I feel like Mike May. AP for president? What is that? I feel like Mike Mayock had a lot of injuries and unforeseen circumstances involving the Raiders. Yeah. That he maybe probably still won't get another shot in the league. But I have no issues with your Raiders of where they decide to go both the head coach and the GM. And I'm okay with head coach before GM. Now, now if you told me. You're waiting like post NFL draft. I got some issues. If you uh, hired the GM and the head coach hate each other, hold grudges, have issues, have a pass. I got some issues, but I think it looks good for your Raiders. I think it actually, you're going to enjoy this compliment after thinking back bad moments of your squad. That might be the precedent because there's still some openings in the NFL. You might have to see teams do it like your Raiders just did. Well, it's different too. Cause if like, if you're, if you're Tom Telesco, you're coming to this GM like part of the reason you're coming in because of Max Crosby, Devontae Adams, all those guys who would have asked to leave if you didn't have Antonio Pierce. But uh, it, it's, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Eh, bleep that. I'm ready. I think the Raiders are going to be in the playoffs next year. By the way, I need um whatever day they play in Baltimore, I need off. Because I'm going to go down and watch that game. Okay. I'm just all right. My nephew's a Ravens fan. My daughter's allegedly a Ravens fan, so we're going to watch that game. You could potentially be seeing the defending Super Bowl champions if it plays out for Raven fans. And this the season. next Super Bowl champions. Yes. Okay. The <laughs> That's possible. Oh, man. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on this, uh, the coaching carousel and whatever. And I feel like my head hurts talking about Bill Callahan. It really does. Like, I'm giving myself a brain tumor or something. It's, it's a thing. It's, I just, like, there's people who ask me, like, why do you think you're good? at talking sports on the radio. And I'm like, well, first of all, I'm not, I'm okay. I'd be better if I had one job instead of seven. Um, but guys won't push for me to get hired here. Full oh time. my gosh. Um, Tommy corporate over here trying to save a buck. Oh, gosh. Um, and listen, it's true. If it's true, it's true. And then, um, I, but it's passion. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I've never been, I've never been a, a journalist. I've never been an analyst. I've never been any of those things. I'm a fan with a microphone. And that's why people either relate to me or hate me. And if you hate me, I have a microphone. You don't. No, 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 poo-poo. Um, <laughs> if you love me, let's get beers. 
Uh, all right, that's 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 what I got. Elevation ten thousand. Oh, You're rocking some I elevation ten thousand gear right I now. I got all them. I need so many things. Can you think about think about this, guys? So I've got this for my day job at Belfort. They asked me to find um, new notepads that we can get printed and everything like that. They for my job at the Firebirds. I'm trying to. I need I need promotional tablecloths and signage for our job here. I need a stand-up banner that says Levac and Gaz on it because clearly the company's not going to get it for us. Um, and and I also like I had a couple people call me and say, "Hey, I need." Um, is, do you know somebody who can embroider this stuff and do all those things? And I'm like, it's the same answer for all of them. It's elevation 10K, elevation 10,000. So think about that. Also, like the web, I had to figure out how to put a pixel in our website so it can be tracked for some digital stuff. And the only reason I think I remembered how to do that at all is I remember Dave McClellan at Elevation 10,000 talking about it. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, I think I know how to do that. So like, it's it's amazing. I try to get the point across to people that like, Whatever your business, your brand, the thing is that you're trying to make bigger and more fun. I'm 100% getting shirts made for my family trip to, to Disney in the summer. I might get shirts made for the Raiders-Ravens game. Whatever it is you're putting together, you can go there. If you're the if you're the team mom for a Pop Warner team or whatever, you can go there and they'll help you with all your products. It's a, it's amazing. Elevate your brand today with Elevation 10,000. Levesque, we've got the play of the day coming up. we got some more stuff on the way. We're going to close out the show strong. I've got I've, – well, first of all, I have a, a – a crazy like unsolved mysteries in the sports world. I want to share. Ooh. See if it, see if maybe you have answers. I don't. And also, I have um I have a really strong theory about my play of the day tonight. Something I came up with all by myself. I think you guys are gonna love it. It's all coming up. Fox Sports Radio ninety five nine and nine eighty. It's Levac for the Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa with Doctor Fred Dreer. This is the deal. I was fighting this whole thing. Like I didn't realize how out of myself I was because I was I had severe sleep apnea. I snored like a chainsaw being juggled by a bear with a deviated septum. It was obnoxious. <laughs> it was bad. Am I lying? I just I laugh because like that's a very perfect description of what it was. I I heard it. I've seen it in person. And thanks to Doc and the crew, that's not the thing anymore. And it's such an easy fix because you go there. Lorian helps you with all the insurance stuff. Ivy's great with everything. Doc, of course, is amazing. I mean, he's a, a diplomat of sleep medicine. So you know he's taking all the time to get certified, do all the studies, and figure this thing out. So for me, I knew the mask wouldn't work for me. If it works for you, God bless. It's all about getting sleep, man. But I knew the mask wouldn't work for me. I wanted to avoid surgery at all costs because I know people have done surgery and it hasn't helped. So, you know, meet Doc, go through the process, get the mouthpiece to keep my airway open. Life changer. Lifesaver, if we're being perfectly honest. Don't put it off another day. If you feel tired, if you're sick and tired of being tired, this is the way to go. 518-885-6185. 518-885-6185. Dr. Fred Dreer. And the Integrative Sleep Center in Boston Spa, they're helping me sleep better. They're going to help you sleep better, too. It's LeVac and Gaz on the voice of the Capital Region sports fan, Fox Sports 95.9 and 980. You know what? Quick show announcement. Programming announcement, if Ooh, you will. Oh, hey, that's my thing. It's Tommy you, Corporate. I'm supposed yeah, to do these. I did this without you. Oh. I went around you. Okay. Actually, I probably should have talked to you about it since you run this station. <laughs> um, but we all know I do what I want. Um Every Thursday, 820, I'll be joining Quinn and Cantera on Pix 106, thanks to Dr. Dreer and the Integrative Sleep Center. Whoa, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm going to be doing a weekly news. sports hit with my boys. And um, I told uh, I told Cantera, I go, if you guys ever feel like slumming, you want to come down and do uh, something on this show, we'll, we'll welcome you. Uh, just not during baseball season, you filthy Red Sox fan. 
Uh, I have a request. I have a request for you this week. Okay. Uh, you mentioned this, I think, last week. The the three faces of gods, like Mick Foley, Dude Love, Cactus Jack, and Mankind. I saw Quinn in the hallway two days ago. I said, we got content for you Thursday. He's like, we do? What are we talking about? And then like, I got pulled into the uh, Howard's office. So there's three faces of gods, Tommy Corporate, Gazi Bear, and then the aggressive gods, as you call it. Yeah. There's the three faces of Quinn are... Pre-Quinn, Madman Quinn, Zen Quinn, and the Quinn, who's that's, Liam Neeson, I found out the four. email. That's four you got now. No, I got Liam Neeson, yeah. Zen, and then yeah. the past Quinn. Those you just something three. like Madman or something. You were like, oh, oh I, I, I you know. definitely had four faces of Quinn. All I know is- The I, Mount Rushmore of Quinn you yes. just did, which is against the rules here, by the way. Just just mention the email and the Liam Neeson thing. That's my suggestion. I'm going to put in suggestions right. before your weekly hit now. All right. I'll see. You know, listen, <laughs> hey, you can always come in. in. You can always get no, off your butt busy. and come in. Very I mean- uh, so yeah, so tomorrow eight twenty, I will be on picks talking about the playoffs and 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 you know deadly Quinn. Um, so it'll it'll be fun. I'm excited about it, and I thanks to uh, Doc Jeer and the Integrative Sleep Center for making that happen. I appreciate it. It's nice. It's nice when your uh you know your diplomat doctor friends go. You know what I'd like on your show, Quinn and Cantera, a little more Levac, hey, and then yeah. and then it happens. So because without without him, who knows? Who knows if they even let me in the door? Um, gonna do your play of the day in a minute. I've been, it's hard to tell this story because I don't know the whole story. No one does yet, but this is going to be one of those, like, this is going to be an unsolved mysteries. This is going to be some kind of special. I don't know if it's going to be on Netflix or, 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 or FUBU or Tutu or whatever. Ooh, a programming note and a massive tease, Levesque. You're closing this Wednesday show strong, my man. Woo. Well, I, I had to be good at least at some point this week. I figured today, <laughs> since I slept good and everything last night, and I had to see four on the way in. Um, have you heard the story about the Kansas State Chiefs fans who were who five of them got together were watching the watched the game on January seventh together, and then three were found frozen to death in the backyard of the house two days later. Have you heard this story yet? Doug and Zach from the morning show said something about this, but I just kind of nodded along and laughed. I didn't really know what they were talking about. So nobody knows. This is insane. So I'm not going to do the names because it's not it's not it's not paramount to the story. So these dudes they've been friends forever. They're all Chiefs fans, right? One of the guys is renting a house. They all get together at the house in in Kansas City to watch the playoff game on the seventh. Or the, I'm sorry, the final regular season game or whatever it was. So they no, it had to be a playoff game. I'm sorry. So they're watching the game. One of the guys leaves. Nobody even knew who the fifth guy was at first. One of the guys leaves. He swears everybody was watching Jeopardy or something. And he left. The four were still there. The guy renting the house says he passed out on the couch and slept for two days. At least that's what his attorney says. Two days? For two days, he slept on the couch. Meanwhile, his three friends somehow, someway, end up in the backyard One's found frozen to death on, like, the porch. The other two out in the yard. And the only reason they were even found is one of the guys who passed away, his fiance, like, broke into the house to see if they were there because nobody's answering their phones. Nobody's answering anything. And ends up calling the police to do a, a welfare check. They find Then they find the three frozen friends in the backyard. Two days they're back there. Nobody knows what happened. The guy on the couch swears everybody was fine when he fell asleep. When these guys told that story to me this morning, they didn't add any details. They just said, like, oh, man, can you imagine you fall asleep for two days watching sports? And I was like, I feel like I should have been listening to more of this story. And now 
The least important part of the story. Yeah, now I shouldn't have been laughing and nodding my head along if I knew more details of what you just offered to me here. Okay. So the guy the guy who's renting the house, right? The guy yeah. who survived and was there the whole time, he lawyered up. The police have not they've said there's like at this point, there's no they don't see any foul play. But like how does it happen where three of you end up in the backyard freezing to death and nobody finds you for two days? I have so many questions. This is an unsolved mystery. This is going to be a headline story. It's already going national for what's happening. My guess, the details you just offered up to me here, is that they took something like that knocked them They're out. doing the toxicology and all that stuff okay. now. They are doing the autopsy. Okay. That would be my guess. I, I've well, never I mean, seen, look. Well, you've been on bachelor parties. I've been on bachelor parties. We've been on go-away trips and everything else. I've never heard of anybody being outside of something for two days, like you would have your phone on you. You would have like, like, well, no, most likely what happened is however they ended up outside, they passed out and never woke up. And then no one, like they were dead that night. Like with how cold it's been in Kansas city, like you didn't, you don't survive the night. Like that's one of those things, like the rule of threes, three minutes without air, uh, three hours without shelter, three days without water, three weeks without food. So if you're that cold and you go three hours without shelter, you're pretty much dead or you're at least losing toes. Like, so they probably died that night. And then this dude's just crashed. He doesn't do anything about it. He doesn't realize it. It's a rental property. So it's not like, it's not like he has normal people come. I guess he's already left the place. He doesn't live there anymore. It's crazy. Like, here's what I think happened. Okay. You're right. They're all partying up, getting crazy, whatever. Those three are still hooting and hollering. He's getting ready to pass out. He's like, guys, take it. go away. Take it outside or whatever. Maybe he locks the door, not even thinking about it. They're stuck outside. They're not realizing that they're still doing whatever they're doing. Over. You would think, though, at that point, they try to, like, walk around to the front or they got cell phones on them or something. They had to have fallen Break asleep. a window. Right. But, like, yeah. the, the guy falling asleep for two days is tough because... You'd think he'd wake up the next day and call 911. Man, this we're is... We're going to find out these dudes rage is what we're going to find out. Like, they rage. They go after. You're right. Like, you're not... Like, you said bachelor parts and stuff. Like, I'm I'm not a guy like... Like, I'm prescribed Adderall. Have I ever taken a little extra? Sure. Sure, I have. Whatever. Probably will in Vegas. Like, but that's the only thing I've ever taken besides, like, alcohol. Sure. Have I smoked pot before? I didn't inhale. Oh, uh, no. Pothead! Uh, <laughs> Get him. I'm not, like... But I was just like, that's those aren't my thing. So that's why a lot of people like having me around because eventually I'm going to wake up and go, hey, what's going on here? But like they must have been in it, like to to uh, your, your whole defense. And at this point, you don't need a defense is the fact that you you crashed for two days. What were you doing? You're doing something. I feel like the reports quickly to say if there's stab wounds or poison. Yeah, they said no, they're not. They're, this is autopsy time. So like yeah. I said, so we're going to find out the police say no foul play. But again. Three grown men freeze to death in a backyard. Not, you know, not in the, in, no, there wasn't like a hunting lodge. It wasn't like, it's like a neighborhood. Like you think you go to the neighbor, you do something, you start screaming. Somebody would call the cops that night. This is, you know how like some movies now, I believe Winnie the Pooh, like Winnie the Pooh is a, a kid's show, but the rights to Winnie the Pooh have now become horror movies. Oh, right, because they're uh, it's public domain because it's such an old story. Right. This is the dark version of The Hangover. Like if, if <laughs> this, way the, this is the real version of Hangover. Yeah. Like, if you did the things they did, this is how it ends. 
when someone got roofied in or roofling or ups and downs, you know, that scene with Mike Epps, I believe, like, like this is not the funny version of the hangover. This is if uh, the guy they're looking for is the only one who woke up. That's what this is. Like, this is going to be on Lifetime and all the other places. This is going to be a movie. Someone's going to win an Oscar for it. Yeah. I, I, something doesn't, something's fishy though with the dude. Like, not the first one that left, the one who's, who slept for two days. I think the first one who left is an attorney or something like that. But like, I'm, I'm still piecing the story together myself because it's just, it's, it's mind boggling. Like, you, we've all gotten together with friends to watch a big game. Like, we've all done it. And, the body count for all those times I've done that in my life is zero. You know, the empty cans and bottles. Yeah, it's, that's a that's a huge one. But this, the fact that this dude's already lawyered up and everything like that, it, like he either either maybe the fiance or maybe maybe some of the the family members of the friends have threatened him and he felt like he had to. But if they haven't, if this is just his reaction, go. I need a lawyer. Like that's he he something happened. He locked them out. You, he, you know, whatever. But it's not like, look, dude, there's three grown men. So it's not like he like put a pillowcase over one of their faces while the other one's watching and then dragged him outside and then did the same with the other two. Like, I think he did something where they went outside. Maybe he locked the door. Or if someone left that party, like you said, three people are found dead. One person's there. Another person left. Hey, we're all going to take this. One dude says, I'm not taking this. I got to get drug tested for work. Guys, I love you. Something. I'm bouncing. And they, they're going to find well, he out. Said, the, dude, the other dude said when he left, they were all watching Jeopardy. So I don't know. Uh, and then they were in jeopardy, and then they were passed away. Like this, yeah. it's a crazy. This is gonna be one of those stories that, like, what's the guy's name? Like, I think it's like Roger Stack or whatever, the original voice of Unsolved Mysteries. I think it's the dude who played um, William Riker. Does it like most recently the the dude from uh, Star Trek: Next Generation? Like, these five friends started the night celebrating their fabulous football team, only to have something terrible happen to three fifths of the party. Do, 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 all that, all the music hits. It's, I mean, and I, I'm like, I'm not making light of it, really. Believe it or not, like it's, it's crazy. I just want to know what happened now. And now that we brought you down, let's do the play of the day. Brought to you by Mohawk Chevrolet. <laughs> There's no transition. Together, here, but... let's drive at Mohawk Chevy, where they always go out of their way to please you. Look, everybody can relate to that story, whether you're yeah. a sports fan or not, and it will be talked about for years to come. I totally keep your agree car with that. keys on you. If you hold down the alarm button, we'll find you. Um, I got so many that's problems. Chevy does not endorse. Mohawk no. does not endorse that message. Just the together, let's drive and out of the way, please. You think I have so many complaints last night, but I'm going to make it short and sweet. I have, yeah, I do too. I bet your plays, loser. Well, well let, let's talk about that because what I meant deadbeat. This, you know what my problem was last night? I'm watching BYU Houston, and I got some issues with that whole thing. Quickly, the broadcasters on the color commentary last night's talking about BYU, and you know, I had a conversation with coach and. You know, BYU is a really well-known shooting team, but I had to have a really sensitive conversation with Coach. He's saying this like less than a minute ago because, you know, I kind of felt like maybe they're shooting too many threes, but I had to be really sensitive about it with Coach. No, you don't. They shot 38 threes last night. 38 three-pointers in a college basketball game as a top 25 team. You do not have to be sensitive. Hey, Coach, maybe a, maybe too many? Maybe you could shoot a two once in a while. So I'm a little upset with BYU. Like, I know you've been giving me grief about my irrational things of me banning teams, wager on them. BYU, you're done for the season. You're done. I'm not wagering on you for the rest of the year. I hope you get bounced early in March Madness for all those threes. I also got confused during that game because I realized BYU is now in the Big 12. BYU <laughs> is in the Big 12. I see the Big 12. You're not thing. real helpful. Oh, yeah. By the way, Houston in the Big 12. Mark that on your list of sports fans of 
I forgot who was in what conference. I was wondering why Houston played BYU last night on a random Tuesday in January. That's now a conference game in the Big 12. Listen, I hit my play. They made me sweat. The Knicks made me sweat a little bit, but I got my Knicks minus four, the, the, the kings of New York, if you will. So I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you my play of the day <laughs> now. I just got a text from my buddy Boston Dan. That I just, it completely stopped. It was like it was like a trank dart. It was like just I'm like mid-thought, and all of a sudden Dan wrote something, and I'm like, I don't know if I can recover. And I can't share it. It's terrible. All right, so here you go. I um, You know, as I've always said, if a ranked team plays an unranked team and the unranked team is favored, you got to take the unranked hey, team. Hey, hey. So I'm going to take Alabama minus three and a half. They're hosting. Uh, they're hosting Auburn uh, in this one, and uh, Auburn's ranked. Bama isn't. So and, and my rule is, is is solid. That's my rule. And by the way, last night I looked at this the first time. They were minus two and a half. So they've been bet up to three and a half. So my rule uh, is going to make this one work. Unlike Gaz, will win something on this. Uh, number eight Auburn at, uh, at unranked Bama. Bama's favored by three and a half. Give me Bama. You know what? We rarely tell you to do this. Parlay that because my play was Nevada, Colorado State with the same theory. How dare you? But Nevada's favored. So my thing really doesn't make as much sense as yours does. But Nevada and Colorado State, I'm taking the Wolf Pack at home against the ranked Colorado State team. Here's the thing about the Mountain West. I don't like this graphic. Andrew Santillo, the voice of the Albany Empire, he sent this to me. He goes, you know, Lenardi says there's only three teams right now that would be in the NCAA tournament out of the ACC. The ACC over the last two tournaments has had three Final Four teams and 21 wins, the second most of any conference. Right now, the Mountain West would have double the amount of teams that the NCAA tournament started today in comparison to the ACC. So there you go. Alabama, Nevada, home teams in top 25 matchups. How dare you steal my theory? What? I hope it hits, I've though. never heard you say that before, ever. I hope it hits. Uh, if it was your theory, why didn't you have the same play, huh? That's what I thought. Stayed away from the rivalry game. Uh, you're a wimp. You're just a wimp. You're a wimp is what it is, my friend. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought I was. I mean, I came up with that all by myself. I never I'm even... talking about Mohawk. Honda no, I want to tell you about Mohawk. Honda. As I've always said, <laughs> you love the great deals, the wonderful vehicles at Mohawk Honda. We'll be there in less than a week. Shout out to Greg Johnson and Lindsey Harrington. Brian Shout McKenna, out. Cam McKenna, all the great people. Not over Brian there. McKenna. MJ and. Jake Doyle, who are winning those national awards now. It's great things happening in Mohawk out of the construction's underway in 2024. But don't let the construction fool you or tell you, I'm going to come in in a few months. Go in now, January 2024. Get the vehicle that you're looking for. It always surprises people that when you're looking for a ride and you're trying to figure out what fits your budget, that you can work with people like the crew at Mohawk kind of get you the ride that you need. Big, big shout out to John in service, by the way, Levesque. You know that it's just a matter of time before I'm back in service hanging out with our guy, John, because... Because he still likes you for some reason and has not told you to get the bleep away from him yet with all the times you've broken your vehicle. The snowbanks are coming. The shopping carts and bears are coming. This is the time <laughs> where all of a sudden I'm going to be backing out of something. And John, I don't know how it got there. You want people like that on your side when you're having, whether it's difficulties or success with your vehicle, Mohawk Honda will help you find both of those things. It's Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. I got to get out of here. I got Flock University over at Apex, Dollar Burger, Dollar Beer. We're bringing it back. They, they were like, listen, you brought two, you brought so many people last time. We, you caught us off guard. We didn't realize how popular the flock is. And and they were like, we would like another chance. And we were like, you did a great job. What are you talking about? And then I thought to myself, like, I don't want to validate how good of a job they did right now. I want to see what they'll do now to go even further for the flock. So as team president of the uh, Albany Firebirds, 
We're headed over to to Apex. Um, we've got great guests for you. Big special announcement. We're going to bring on the uh, the the head coach, the the chief of the dance team, the the promo team. She's going to come on and help make an announcement. Uh, that's going to be big. And of course, we have a we have a very special guest as well. The guys uh, became friends this season with a uh, key member of the U Albany staff. So we're gonna have uh, we're gonna have that going on as well. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We're gonna we're gonna have so much fun. It's more fun than everybody else can have. Defensive coordinator Darren Walsh is gonna join us. So big show. You wanna come by? Have a have a burger and a beer? I fell asleep last night. I don't think I'd make it. It starts at six. We're done by seven. You could be doing bumper cars by seven oh five. What's wrong with you? I don't think I can make it. What's wrong with you? All right. See you right over flock you over at Apex in the Crossgate Mall. Um, guys, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Try to stay awake for a little while. And by the way, everyone, I don't know what to say. I'm out. I'm running out of everything. <laughs> wash your I hands. Don't touch your face. It's guys hit the buttons, what you're supposed to say. Oh, you know what? Guys hit the button.